0: <laughs> what happened <Babin>. yesterday? <laughs> what happened? What? Here we go again. Welcome back to the What Happened Yesterday podcast. I'm your host, Andy Hare, and here we are in the middle of summer in Australia. I love summer in Australia. Do you know what? My days are spent so much full of exercise, uh, seeing a little bit of the sun, just going for the drives. I'm trying to teach my son how to drive at the moment, and uh, we're soaking up a lot of the sun with my son in the sun teaching how to drive. Ladies and gentlemen, we are diving into your first three weeks today, uh, really looking at how school's going to work out. I'm going to take you back to this time last year and what my preparations looked like for the first three weeks of 2019 to give you a few tricks and tips of your 2020 year coming up. Here we go. Hello you, and we are back. So as we were talking before, we're we're looking at our first three weeks of school in Australia, Southern Hemisphere school starts in two weeks. Um, some of our schools start in in about 10 days. Most of us are about two weeks to um, two and a half weeks away. Uh, I know myself, why I start school on the 27th of January this year, which is the day after Australia Day. Um, and I'm actually very excited. I've been very excited for the last two weeks to be getting back. And, and as um, I mentioned earlier, I'm going to talk to you about the first three weeks of school because they can be a very trying time for a teacher because we are led to believe that um, all our planning needs to be up, ready to go for the, uh, for the rest of the term. Maybe those Ford planners even having a great curriculum plan for the, the rest of the year. Um, but I spend the last part of my summer really thinking about and concentrating on the first three weeks because it comes down to three things for me. One is building trust, uh, relationships, and getting to know the students, and all those come in a really beautiful, sweet little package. But they're not just for the first three weeks. Whatever you do in the first three weeks, set you up for success or failure for the rest of the year. Um, in our schools, we have forty weeks of teaching uh, for the year, and we we look at that quite heavily. Um, I teach my children once a week for one hour. I'll see them, um, give and take. Um, excursions public holidays we don't have snow days or anything like that we don't we come to school when it's um uh blistering 45 degrees celsius down here so we we don't have any days as school is cancelled um so we sort of budget on the fact that we're going to see the kids for about 37 weeks for the year when all the other interruptions are are taking place and that's not a lot that's only 37 hours um that's a working week for an adult Um, that we're trying to actually teach the kids a a narrative um, and continue on their narrative in education, physical education as that. So... Um, I'm really hell bent on making sure that, uh, I know the children and getting to know the children is my number one priority. Um, as I said, I've got three things. So I'm going to talk about these, um, getting to know the kids. And this is, uh, right, right from the start. Um, it's getting a photo of the kids. It's trying to learn their names. It's trying to remember their nicknames. Um, I have a um, 120 brand new preppies coming um, this year, which I don't know their names. In fact, I know one of them, but I've got to know and learn um, the majority of their names and uh and you know mainly what i'll do is I'll, I'll pick on characters on them and i'll give them little nicknames to start with and that humanizes but also humors the whole situation um when they come in there's a lot of dance there's a lot of music there's a lot of self-exploration a lot of play so they understand that where we work in our what our classroom looks like is a place of fun and it's a place that they can come and experiment and be themselves and be the best version of themselves they want to be be be. Um, But at the same time, I'm getting them to know me. So I'm not standing on one side and uh, having them, uh, just observing them. I'm actually in there and playing with them and and really getting to know the characters and the dynamics of the kids, the ones that are a bit apprehensive, anxious, stressed, um, the really um, advanced children, the ones that are um, less physically skilled in those first few weeks that um, need extra work with their fundamental motor skills, the refinement of children with disability, um, sort of looking for signs there that um, we need to alter and differentiate learning right from the get-go. And um, and that's really, really important. The only way you can do that really and wholly is to interact with kids and it's to, to see where all of their work um, – is and all their experimentation of their work really is as well um the second thing that i look to is the trust element and that's not from me to them that's from them to me so they need to see me not as um the big scary person that only works uh in the sport area and the physical education area but it's more so the uh the person that they can trust, that they can turn to, give a high five to, come to in the yard um, when they've got a problem and have them see me as a friend and, and a colleague in their learning journey because um, I'm with these children um, for a long period of time and i um, I know that uh, my grade six is on the way out. I've seen them for seven years. So we have that trust, that instant rapport straight away. Um, We know where we can uh, have a lot of fun, but when it's time to knuckle down and work. Um, And these three weeks go for everyone because we've got to break the mould of holiday mode into school mode, um, but pick up learning where learning finished at the end of last year. So that trust element is all about me giving as much as myself to them, so they can understand who I am and the character of who I am. Um, and I love this so much because I just get to play and just get to really interact with kids on a um, on a human nature rather than um, be a uh, I guess a dictator of ideas. Um, I never see myself as a teacher. I see myself as a bit of an engineer of um, of change where. I'm looking at the dynamics of the class and we are giving the kids a chance to have student voice. Um, So here in Victoria, student voice is instrumental in change and allowing them to set their learning um, stream, their learning goals and what comes up. Um, My colleague and I, we teach thematically. um, So we don't teach via sport. Uh, we we don't teach by our fundamental motor skill specifics, we teach thematically. So we're looking at telling the story through a theme and what that theme particularly is. And, and this is the part that I love the most because the kids drive it through their inquiry-based models. Um, and that sense of trust gives us a chance to know that they are going to be safe and supportive in their learning environment, but also that we can give them as long a rope that they possibly need to be able to reach their goal. And- to be able to do that is the utmost sense of independent learning um, and trust that comes with it, and that trust over two decades of teaching at Leopold, um, I have found has come back and repaid me multiple, multiple times with past students coming back and wanting to be involved in the program still because it gives them a sense of warmth. It gives them a sense of a passion and direction, Um, but also gives them a sense of belonging because they know that they are part of what is our PE program and our whole identity at the school as well. Um, And the third one, has all to do with relationships, um, and I know I've already touched on this, but it's it's looking at the the depth of relationships because I'm not an educator just for the, the child. I'm an educator for the community. Um, so the community and the parents have to have trust in what I do, and my what my colleague does, and what all the teachers at our school at Leopold Primary School do, and and it starts from having those relationships and giving the students as much information about. Um, myself and where I come from, and what I love to do, and what my family looks like, and and you know what I love to eat, the music I, I listen to. Um, so we're developing those relationships of trust, where I'm a guardian of these of children for a number of hours a day, um, and we've got to develop these thick relationships with them. I remember many years ago actually sitting down and and really fantasizing about the fact that. Um, children would argue over the dinner table about who had the better PE lesson for the week. And I can hear you chuckling out there, team. Um, But it's true. Like, that was my end game. I thought if I can have kids arguing over who had the better PE lesson for that week, then I was actually targeting the conversations at home. And that's what we want them to, to do, have the relationship with us that they then brag about our work at home and try to replicate that. Um, You know, who better to to voice the, the physical change in life than the students that we teach? And if they can go home and teach their parents what we teach them, then we're really starting to get into our physical literacy understandings because kids are able to take those physical approaches to what we do and then put them into their daily lives and to become active for life. So those are my three little um, marks that I'm going to be working on for the first three weeks. And I will hit the getting to know you in week one. I'll hit the trust in week two, and I'll hit relationships in week three. Now, I wanted to give you four activities that I use to actually embed this practice into it. And these are from playmio.com. Um, which is run by Mark Collard here in Australia. And Mark is an unbelievable uh, workshop presenter and the owner of Playmio and, and one of my mentors um, in all of this work and this real experimental education um, but also you'll find a lot of stuff on my own website, dot um, underneath the resources package. And it's had a bit of a revamp, my website, which you'll, you'll, um, you'll love to see what's coming up there later this year. But these four the four activities in no particular order ought to go like this. The first one is two truths and a lie. So I'd love to tell you two truths and a lie right here. And you can you can respond any way you like. You might even hit the, the message button to me and tell me what you think the lie is. So I'm going to tell you two truths. So one of my um, tr- truths is that I really love to ride my bike a long, long way and I um I wouldn't be lying if I told you on a weekly basis I ride up to 400 kilometers a week on my bike um, because I'm in love with Ironman triathlon. Um, My second uh, truth that I want to tell you, um, and this one is my love for water um, and my water... Uh, obsession started when I was a little little child, but I love to swim in the ocean. I don't fear what is beneath it. And one of my goals here is to swim across the bay um, in Geelong. And my last truth, which I want to tell you, is that my hair grows so quick um, that I actually book into a hairdresser at least once a week uh, to get a, a haircut because it just grows um, out of control. And if I don't keep it in control, then I'll end up with it right down my back. So you guys out there need to message in and tell me which one was the lie. Um, the second game I love to play with kids is rock, paper, scissors, five lives. Now this is one that we can develop our relationships and getting to know each other with, because the way this one works is we play a game of rock, paper, scissors, um, and by, by um, all accounts as well, my students were using the word shoot. So rock, paper, scissors, shoot, up until I visited America a, a number of times and developed, obviously, with the culture, shoot means, um, you know, sometimes kids are, are scared of that word. So the word show came into my vocabulary there. So rock, paper, scissors, show, five lives. So um, let's play rock, paper, scissors, show. I've got scissors. You might have paper. So you will have to take one knee. Um, rock paper scissors show i've chosen scissors you've gone paper again well done Uh, but you lost so you gotta take two knees rock paper scissors show i've gone rock this time you've got scissors you lost again so you gotta sit on your bottom rock paper scissors show and I've chosen paper. You have chosen rock. So I've covered you. So this time on your bottom, you go to your back and this is the last one. Rock, paper, scissors, show. I've chosen scissors. You've gone paper again. What are you doing? So this is the end of the game in which we would actually swap partners. But between each game, so rock, paper, scissors, show, before we start a new one, I have to share you a fact. And that fact is something about me whether it be a a strength, a commonality, something I love to do, something I did on my holidays. So the kids start to get to know each other. Once they finish that game, then they move on to a new game. By the way, if you win, so if you were on your bottom then and you beat me, you'd come up to your knee and I'd go down on one knee. And so it's that shrink and grow aspect. The third game I love to play is called helium sticks. So what we have is we have a... um, uh, A small little stick on the ground and it is so light that it's getting away from us and we have to control that now we're only allowed one finger um, on this helium stick but as a group we need to move it through obstacles Um, as we get to each obstacle or or each gate each member of that group has to share something that they um, they love to do so we're finding commons in each other and something that they're really, really good at because I really work on a strengths-based approach. So I don't want the kids to tell me what they're not good at. I want them to tell me what they're really good at and brag about it because – I want the other children to be able to connect with that and see that asset in them so they can draw back on that knowledge later on in the year. So they make their way through the gates and then we swap partners, swap teams. um, And you know the drill, like there's so many different ways you can find teams. And the fourth one, which I love is Formula One. So the kids form um, little carts. So they're on the scooter boards. One person's the engine, which is the uh, the runner. The other one is the driver, and they are going around in laps. So what this one, um, they're trying to do a circuit. So they might have two laps, three laps, four laps of a circuit. Then they have to go into the pits and change, and they have a team. So they got a little pit crew, and that pit crew means that we're, we're going to swap an engine because the engine is going to get worn out after four Um uh, four laps but in that pit they all have to then share something really quickly that they love to do something that they might have done on holidays something that they love at school something that they love um, to do all the time and, and then this really gives us a chance to um, get the kids to connect as much as they possibly can and give as much information to each other without thinking about it and the the um, repercussions of giving um So that's where we are, team. That's the first three weeks of school. So you are ready. Hopefully that you've taken some notes. I'm going to write those four games down there as well in our um, episode notes. Don't forget that you have to message in and tell me which one of those was a lie. Um, And we might reveal that on on next week's show or next episode's show because who knows when the shows are going to come here. We are up to number nine. Uh, Number 10 probably come on the weekend. Um, So, again, you have been a wonderful audience thank you so much for listening and this is the what happened yesterday podcast the what happened yesterday podcast is proudly brought to you by rh sports rh sports is the largest wholesale supplier of sports equipment and clothing in australia and we are proud to support australian sports from the grassroots up We have been successfully assisting clients for 40 years and pride ourselves on our superior customer service and quality standards.